If you want to become financially independent, come to my seminar. Let me show you how to make the fortune you have always dreamed about. Ready? Go! What happens if you are named in Nelson Rockefeller's will? You get rich quick. Stand on the line, turn the game again. Everybody's gonna lose, and I'm gonna win. Gonna get rich quick. This is my lucky day. So stick around, baby, and everything will be okay. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. For those of you that are avid listeners and you know who you are, and uh, welcome to you newer listeners, to another scintillating, information-packed episode of Get Rich Quick with Josh. And Noel. Right here on... Radio Free Brooklyn. (laughs) Well, you didn't notice it when I did it the right way last time. because it was so smooth. Well, but that's the point. I mean, now we're getting people, they're paying attention to that. All right. Right? There's a a pause, and I give Radio Free Brooklyn the space that's necessary so people are fully aware that they can listen to us on Radio Free Brooklyn. Yeah, okay. Even if they listen to us on podcasts. And they they can listen to Radio Free Brooklyn for so many other things. Lots, Lots of stuff. Lots of stuff. Music. Yeah. News, yep. information. A lot going on over there right now. Community relations. Things are popping. They are popping. They're going to be opening the new space soon. They're taking over the space, and they're going to be opening the record store soon. That's right. Um, but, uh, yeah, so uh, as we do and always do on this show, Noel, the point of this show... Is to get people rich as soon as humanly possible, hopefully by the end of the show. And all we ask in return, Noel? 10% of everything you earn from our ideas. We do nothing. You do the work. You give us 10%. That's right. (laughs) 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 Ooh, man. I keep thinking maybe we should just record that part of it. No way. But then it's like it's so fresh every time we do it. So fun. (laughs) It really is. Yeah. Um, Hey, hey, uh, can I say one quick thing before you get into your preamble? Okay. All right. So I give North Korea a hard time a lot of the time, right? <laughs> you, uh, you have in the past. Not so much recently, okay. I have to say. But yeah, in the past, you gave North Korea a really hard time. Okay, well, big props to them right now because uh, they just opened up their own Netflix-like service uh, <laughs> where they can watch on-demand uh, government-produced TV shows and movies. Uh-huh. And uh, you know where they had the, the, the good sense to name it? What? Uh, they named it Man Bang. <laughs> <laughs> so, so good for you, North Korea. Welcome uh, to the modern entertainment oof. world. Man Bang. Man Bang. Go Google it. <laughs> I'm afraid what's going to come up. Uh, that's going to be stuck on my history now. Man Bang. Yeah. That's amazing. That's great. Okay, so I didn't mean to interrupt. That, I just you didn't interrupt that anything. In. No, that was great. Yeah. That was great. You go, North Korea. I don't understand, honestly, how they are capable of producing anything. They have no money. Yeah, it's probably just, you know, in Pyongyang or whatever it is that has anything to yeah, do with I mean, this. Half the, if you, haven't you seen the satellite images of sort of when the space station is passed mm-hmm. over and the, the photos of there and it's like lights, 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 and where North Korea is, there's like three lights. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, those three people are going to be watching <laughs> Man Bang. <laughs> watching Man Bang yeah. all night long. 
Oof. Wow, that's a good one. Um, How's it going, Josh? Oh, uh, you know, it's all right, Noel. Anything uh, uh, but on your mind lately? You know, it, it's a thing with me. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I've mentioned before that, uh, or maybe I haven't mentioned, but I mean, I know I brought up the fact that people think that I'm older than I am. And uh-huh. this, is, this has been a, a situation that has gone on my whole life. I was one of those kids when I was like five years old, everyone was like, oh, he seems so much older. He's so mature, right? And I mistook this sort of fake maturity for real maturity, which made me a real asshole. Mm -hmm. And that hasn't changed much, I know you'll say, so I'll just cut you off before you get there. (laughs) Um, But uh, when I was 16, everyone thought I was like in my late 20s. When I was in my 20s, everyone thought I was in my 30s, 30s, 40s. And I always figured, I was always like, up until I hit 40, I was always sort of in a mode where it was kind of like, I figured, I'm going to catch up with myself. Yep. Right? At some point, I'm going to look like my age and I'm going to look good for my age when everyone else looks like shit. Sure, that's the way age. it works. That's what I always thought, <laughs> right? That's just the way it's supposed to work. Well, that hasn't happened yet and it's starting to cheese me off. So I am 46 now. I will be 47 in October. Um, And uh, I went to a supermarket. I'm not going to name the name of the supermarket. Okay. And uh, I bought some goods. And uh, I pay for my goods. And they hand me the receipt. And the receipt's particularly long, and I'm like, why is it long? You know, it's like like not Rite Aid kind of receipt long, where yeah. it's just, you know, you buy one thing and with all the coupon. But, and I'm looking at it, and I sort of glance at I got 10% off. And I'm like, why the hell did I get 10% off? That's uh, weird. Of everything. Yeah, of everything, of my whole purchase. Okay. There was like a minus 10%. And I sort of, you know, and I was glancing, and then I looked at it and it said, senior discount. <laughs> and I was torn. Okay, because who am I to pass up 10% off? Sure. But God, I really wanted to go back there and go, (laughs) what the fuck? You know, do I look like I'm 62 years old? (laughs) Is that what I look like to you? I mean, I know you're young. I get you're young and I have white hair and a white beard. But do I really look 62 years old? But then I said, if I go back there and do that, she's going to look at me like, what the fuck do you care? Do you want me to take the make you pay me the 10% more? So I just said, I- I'm not going to do it. I'm, I'm, but uh, it burned me, man. I, it, and it happened to me before at a movie theater uh-huh. where I just went up and I bought my tickets and I saw it flash up on the thing, senior discount. And I was just like, oh, God. God, but again, I didn't say anything because, no. you know, it's a senior discount. Sure. I'm paying $4 less a ticket from my tickets. But, oh, God, it chased me. So I just took that receipt and I crumpled it up and I threw it away, pretended like it never existed. But, man, I really, I'm, I'm concerned that when I'm going to start looking my age is uh-huh. when I'm like 75. <laughs> like, that's when it's going to catch up to me. And I'm just going to be like, yeah, you look 75. You look like a fucking decrepit old man. And yeah. I'm going to be like, okay, I'm a decrepit old man. Or people just be coming up and like, are you the oldest man in <laughs> the right. world? That's right. They're going to be like, we want to interview you. Yep. What's your secret? Um, yeah, you know. So I crumpled that receipt up, threw it away, mm-hmm. and that receipt was printed on paper, Noel. That's right. And it's an amazing, amazing coincidence <laughs> that this stretch takes us to what our topic is today. It is paper. That's right. How it to is get paper. rich with it, how uh-huh. to make money from it, how to... Paper, guys. Yeah. Yep. Did you find this easy? I... 
you know, at the very start, I uh, didn't, <clears throat> and then w- once I started hitting gold, yeah, 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 it was like a gold rush. It was gold rush, but it was like, but it was like the paper version of gold, which we'll call money. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I've felt that with other ones, but this one, I kept th- everything I was sort of hitting on. It was not, it was leading to dead ends. Uh-huh. Paper is a hard one. I found just because it's like, you know, it's been around for a long time been around for a long time and people have, uh, figured out a lot of uses for paper, a lot of uses. And, uh, you know, <laughs> can you just be my callback guy? <laughs> what is it? The rappers is the MC and the hype man. Yeah. I and mean, you're my hype man yeah. in this case. You you know, I call you the Ed McMahon, but yep. you know. Oh, we could just kill a man. <laughs> <laughs> what? Um, yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> all right. Go ahead. Do whatever you got to do. <laughs> uh, would just go into it? I don't know. You got anything else to say? I mean, paper is a multi-billion dollar industry. Oh, yeah. Still. Sure. You know, the, the, the talk. I mean, I remember the talk of uh, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, mm-hmm. was that as everything became computerized, yeah. paper was going to die. Yeah. Right, paper was going to be an industry to get out. You know, when you watched, uh, uh, oh man, my jaw just cracked. I yeah. mean, did anyone hear that? Um, when you watched, uh, 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 you know, uh, The Office, mm-hmm. it seemed like Dunder Mifflin was a dying company. Yeah, because who's buying paper anymore? No one. But it is huge, yeah. dude. People are buying huge. it. Huge. Over over four hundred and fifty million tons of paper is sold in this country every year. Sure, I get it. You know what I mean, and that's not even including the dying newspaper industry. Yeah, um, but paper is paper. Yeah, so get out there, get some money. Let's go into it. Let's uh, <laughs> <That's right. laughs> let's 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 feed this hungry, hungry crowd out there. Uh huh. Okay, let's do it. Do you want to go first, or shall I go first? Um, I'll go first. Okay. All right. <laughs> so. Uh, you know, uh, and uh, I'm sure when you're talking about people were saying that we're headed towards a paperless society right. any second. Yep. Uh, one of the big things they were happy about is our environment. Who's who's they? They, them. <laughs> <laughs> big, uh, big environment. Big environment. <laughs> oh, those bastards at big environment. Uh, Because there's a lot wrong with the environment. And it's not just paper. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know if you know this, but I'm guessing you don't. A single cheeseburger has a carbon footprint of several pounds of carbon. Mm -hmm. Uh, And each year, the U.S. burger consumption has the same carbon footprint of around 10 million SUVs. And I I, I actually had to make that number up. Because... (laughs) No, that's plain why. It's not just because I didn't want to look. I really don't want to know why. I just want to leave it at that statement. It's because what it said was between 6.5 million Uh and 19.6 million. Oh, so you just came up with the middle number. Yeah, middle and yeah. Yeah. Uh, So that's a very broad uh, uh, space there. I wonder how they come up with that. I mean, that seems like a bit broad to be saying, well, it's either this or it's between this and this. Yeah, or something three times that. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Um. But, uh, yeah, so the biggest, if you look at this, the biggest contributors uh, in the U.S. of A, mm-hmm. as probably globally, mm-hmm. uh, are most likely McDonald's yeah. and Burger King. Yeah, I'll go with that. Right? I uh, mean, they get all their meat from uh, 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 from the big 
big big ranchers, big farm. Yeah, you know who are the ones that most contribute to that kind of stuff mm-hmm. because they just have that cow shit just sitting there in mass yeah. quantities, releasing their methane into the uh, into the ozone. Yeah. I'm surprised that if someone doesn't light a match around there and just blows up the whole world. Well, it might one day. It might happen. That might be how the world ends. Yeah, but okay. Just that by, would be a, by death by cow fart. Could you imagine? There's a movie there. Yeah, the cow you fart off that one. Blicks. That's like a, a D list. Like that is like the perfect like A list, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, my apologies. <laughs> that is the perfect like uh, 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 like Corman film. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That'd be good. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, go but, ahead. but anyway, uh, Josh digresses. Uh, so corporations like McDonald's and Burger King, who are slocking out the burgers at a massive rate, they've heard rumors of this <clears throat> oncoming, inevitable carbon tax that mm-hmm. is going to hit us all, uh, and in certain parts of the world already has, and it's inevitable here. It's yep. going to happen. Uh so, like other corporations, they've been taking steps now to lessen their carbon footprint, to look good. Uh, and if you look at, at the McDonald's website about their carbon footprint, it, it, it looks like they're the greenest guys in the world. Uh-huh. <laughs> but uh, it may not be more than a website, uh, because <laughs> the website globalexchange.org has listed McDonald's as one of the top 10 corporate criminals in the world, in part due to their limited and relatively non-transparent environmental policies. Uh-huh. So they're basically saying they're putting up a web page, but they're not going to tell anyone what they're really doing. Right. Or very little. Well, right? you know, McDonald's whole out has been throughout anything having to do with this stuff, anything having to do with the quality of their, their food, anything having to do with their global footprint in terms of the uh, environment is that they are just purchasers and they don't own the farms and they don't do this and they don't do that. And, uh, you know, that's always been their stand. It's a very sort of like, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're not really responsible. There's a middleman involved, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's, th- that's been their get out of jail free card for a long time. Yeah. Well, but that it, stand is crumbling though. Yeah, and yeah, and yeah, they yeah. are being held to the fire, feet to the fire by many organizations now, environmental organizations, mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and they need to do better. Uh, so what are a lot of companies doing uh, to really make some sort of tangible difference, mm-hmm. which is uh, there's companies out there that are planting trees to offset their carbon footprint, and they figure out what their carbon footprint is. They figure out how many trees of a certain type mm-hmm. would offset that, and they plant that amount of trees every year. Uh, the tree that's most likely that I could find the best tree for offsetting carbon footprints is uh, called the Lucina leucifolia. That's the best tree. That's some sort of Latin name. I hope it's got like a, a nice cutesy uh-huh. name that uh, people actually call it. Well, you didn't look that up. You just wanted to give us the... Uh... I gave you the real name. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So I uh, bet that's the New York City trash tree. Uh, well, it's not native to around here. It's native to actually southern Mexico, but it can grow all the way up through Connecticut, apparently. Yeah, I mean, it's just about a a, a, a growing environment. Yeah, I saw pictures of the tree. You've never Doesn't, you've you never, never really okay. seen it. it. It it looks like almost like a big fern. Uh, but anyway, so 
if McDonald's wanted to plant these to offset their carbon footprint, <laughs> they would have to plant millions of these every year, uh-huh. right? Uh, Are we looking at their worldwide carbon yeah, footprint? Yeah, I'm looking globally. Because yeah, okay. look at it, anything like that to look at right. non-globally is a cop-out because the environment is global. Um, and not only would it take millions of trees a year, it would take an ever-growing amount of land just devoted to right. these trees mm-hmm. to offset their carbon footprint. Uh, so I started thinking about this. How can we help out poor McDonald's? Old <laughs> McDonald's. Poor McDonald's. Yeah, poor, poor yeah. McDonald's. Poor Burger King. Uh-huh. Yeah, but, oh, terrible yeah. for them. He, he may look like a king, but he's crying inside. <laughs> uh, and so I remembered a, a bunch of years back, I got a card. Uh-huh. And the, the, the paper was all speckled. Mm-hmm. And on the back of the card was a, was a message saying, when you're done with this card... Don't throw it in the garbage. You can plant this card, mm, yeah, and yeah. those speckles are are seeds, <clears throat> mm-hmm. and plants will grow. So I thought, great. Uh, McDonald's can make their fast food wrappers, their bags, all their all their burger wrappings, napkins, with uh, paper that's infused with the Lucene Lacofolia <laughs> seeds. <laughs> I'm sorry, the what seeds? The Lacene Lacofolia. Okay. Uh, and when people are driving down the highway, roll down their uh-huh. roll down their window, chuck their their burger wrappers out the out the window, what those people will be doing is actually helping to offset the carbon footprint of mm-hmm. McDonald's, helping make the world a greener place. That's right. Well, they, they will be heroes, environmental heroes. Uh-huh. The guy who just eats his burger. Wipes his mouth with a napkin, throws it on the street, he'll be a hero. He will be. And, you know, you'll see signs instead of saying, no littering here, littering $500 fines, it's going to say, if you don't litter, yeah. we're going to fine you $500. Yeah. I thought you were going to go in a slightly different direction with this as I was hearing it and trying to anticipate what the idea was. I thought you were going to suggest that what they do is then plant uh, trees in uh, clear-cutting areas where, like, that are intended to be used for paper production, mm-hmm. so they can kind of get in the paper production too. No, we we make it. We make right. it the paper. You, right. the listener, make this paper, right? And become a sorcerer for <clears throat> McDonald's. The only flaw in this that I see, yeah, and I, I'm not even going to call it a flaw, but the only problem, let's call it the problem in this, I see, is it doesn't work with that kind of wax paper that they use. They're going to have to change... You're going to have to make new paper. Yeah, you're going to have to make... The papers that you see are uh, uh, a different kind of fiber. They're not made with uh, tree pulp. Eh, we can make with tree pulp. <laughs> okay. Someone out there can do it, and they can sell it. Uh-huh. And, and not only will it solve, once this carbon tax hits, not only will it save McDonald's millions, if not billions of dollars a uh-huh. year, they don't even need to buy the land... To That's devote right. to it because it'll be everywhere. It'll yeah. be all along our highways and byways. That's right. In our cities, be growing on the in the between the cracks of the streets of New York City. Yep. It'll be growing in the uh, 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 sewer systems. Yeah. Just giant non uh, uh, local trees. Yeah. Suddenly growing up and taking over. Yeah. It, it, you have to rewrite the book. It'll be four hundred thousand trees grow in Brooklyn. <laughs> 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 be a much less interesting book. Yeah. Less way less individual. 
Um, yeah, that's a good one, Noel. I like that. I think that's a great idea. I hope that, uh, uh, and we know that plenty of corporations list, listen to us and steal our ideas. That's right. And don't give us our money, but I, I hope that uh, McDonald's is listening and that they, they are. are in the market for this idea. That's right. And so you, the listener, take it, make the paper, sell the paper from McDonald's. McDonald's, if you try to go around the middleman, <laughs> turns out Josh and I got big eyes. Boom. <laughs> Blowing it up. Yep. Well, that's a pretty big idea. Yeah. That's global. It's global. It's uh, huge. Massive. And I imagine, you know, someone's going to make a lot of money off of that. Big bucks. You know? But yeah. I have an idea, Noel. Oh, okay. Let's hear it. And it's pretty big, too. Oh, all right. And it can be international. Okay. And someone can make a lot of money. Okay. Off of that's it. you, the listener. That's right. Um, so I I was thinking of paper, and I thought to myself, and, and I think... Where we're going to converge on this is it's 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 yet again, the biggest issue with paper mm-hmm. is environmental, right? The amount of waste that we go through, sure. The amount of thrown away paper, the amount of paper that is not used, even not just just not used that gets thrown away, has always been an issue. My father, I remember when I was a kid, if I mean he would see how much toilet paper. I would go through and he would freak out. He would yell at me. <laughs> what do you think this toilet paper grows on trees? And of course, I yeah. would say, well, sort of. Yeah, actually, Dad. Which <laughs> <laughs> is not, not a good idea. <laughs> but anyway, um, <clears throat> so I decided, thought to myself, well, who, it always, no, what am I trying to say? So what I'm trying to say is, is that uh, I always kind of wondered, like, and I never bothered doing any research of it, uh, but where does the paper for our money come from, mm-hmm. for the, the dollar? Is it a, a bunch of uh, companies that are making this paper, or is it one company? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I mean, I know we do the printing yeah. in the United States, but other countries don't. They, they outsource the entire process. But there is a uh, company yeah. in Mass. I- just one, I'm going to guess, right? Yes, it is just one uh-huh. company in Massachusetts called uh, Cranes, and they have been doing it since the time of Paul Revere. Oh, wow. The seventh generation paper mill. Mm-hmm. They put out the first, uh, I guess it was a bond at the time, mm-hmm. uh, when Paul Revere asked for money to be printed for the uh, settlers to use. Yeah. Um, and, and they said, sure, we'll do it, and they did it. And ever since then, they have been the provider of paper uh, to the United States of America for uh, all money. And they, there was a period there post-World War II mm-hmm. where they were huge with all of this. They were doing anything that had to do with uh, that needed secure paper. So that was bonds. Mm-hmm. Um, that was uh, letterheads for major corporations and offices. Um, and then, you know, as computers came in, they started to slide down because all that other stuff was being done electronically. Um, but anyway, so but they're it in the United States and they've been trying to get into uh, world markets. Sure. Um, and, uh, you know, they've just cut a deal with uh, Sweden, I believe. And so they do the kroner, I think, is the num- is the thing mm-hmm. there. Cronut. And- the cronut, yes, which we did a p- we did a thing on, so you can hear all about the Swedish cronut um, if you go back in our archives. Um, but uh, uh, 
it seems like a monopoly to me. Yeah. Right. One company doing all of this. And I was looking and 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 I found it's obviously a very it's a hard thing to break into. Sure. Because a the paper has to be super secure. Mm-hmm. You have to have all the research and development into coming up with all of the different, you know, like the 3D technology that's in there essentially, like that lenticular stuff and the the watermarks and all that kind of stuff. It's not easy. You need some history in paper to be able to do this. And then of course, there there are only so many countries. There are only so many currencies. So for you, you can't just sort of break in and be the new kid on the block. For you to break in, you have to kick someone out. And that just is impossible to do. It's really difficult. Yeah. So then I was thinking to myself, well, okay, you know, the big boys are all in play there. Breaking into that's going to be hard. I mean, maybe if you do like, you know, Samoa, you know, the Samoan currency, and you just cut them like a really great deal and you sort of build up from there. But that's going to take too long. It mm-hmm. takes a long time. Then I was looking, it's like, well, what do they do? I remember when I went to Washington, D.C., when I was like 12 years old, uh, we went to the Fed, and they sold bags of uh, shredded bills sure. that you could buy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's the coolest thing ever, right? You're a kid, you're like, this is a million dollars or whatever it was. It was like a specific amount of money, and you're just carrying around the shredded bag of money that's useless to anyone. And... I was looking. I was like, "Well, what do they do with this money besides shred it and sell it to to schnooks at the at the at the uh, uh, gift store?" Well, they used to just burn it, mm-hmm. and I thought that's weird. But the 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 at the time there was lead in the ink, and they realized that was poisoning the environment, so they had to stop doing that, and they got into the shredding business with it. But they basically landfill it because apparently <clears throat> you cannot uh, recycle shredded paper. When you shred it, particularly into fine confetti-sized bits, you uh, break up the fibers too much. Okay, to I didn't make know that. it to make it a workable pulp to then create n- fresh paper from it. Mm-hmm. The inks they use now and the dyes they use now are not uh, as diseased, and uh, you know they don't cause disease. They tried. I mean, they tried multiple things with it. So one thing they've been doing is like packing it into bricks to use as. Uh, energy pellets Mm -hmm. um or uh another thing they've done is they tried actually using it for horse barns to use as bedding for horses oh yeah but the horses were actually it was affecting their skin um and i thought well (laughs) were those communist horses or something (laughs) (laughs) it was it it was again going in the past when there was way more uh uh stuff in the ink itself was bothersome it affected their skin so they'd get little rashes and stuff and i thought well why isn't there a recycling program for this, right? This money is just going into landfill. I mean, money, this paper is literally just going into landfills. Mm-hmm. And their big thing is now that they compress it into these bricks, it's like the, it's a nine-to-one reduction in landfill. But we're still, we all know this, landfills are full, yeah, right? And if you compress these and pack them into plastic wrap, which is what they're doing, this stuff is never going to decompose, right? So why... Hasn't anyone pitched the federal government? Okay, here on comes being the money paper recycler. Okay, all of that money goes to you. It's under lock and key. I mean, you know, you can make it like Fort Knox, where you have to just—it's just the highest security. No one can go in. There is uh, seven thousand tons of shredded bills every year. Mm-hmm. That is so much paper. It's a lot. 7,000 tons that can be recycled 
turned back into paper for money. Yeah, or for other things. Or for other things. They, they, the cranes actually had a, a thing where they took it and turned it into a, uh, a stationery for a while. Mm-hmm. And they called it old money. Um, and it didn't sell very well. Sure. But, but I personally think the idea is the real key is with this, right? You take that paper, right? Because it's, it's, it's a paper. The, the beauty of this paper is, right, so it's got to be stronger. Paper for bills has to be stronger than regular paper in any way, shape, or form. Even yeah. regular. I mean, it is, it's, I think, 75% cotton, 25% linen, mm-hmm. this paper, right? No wood in there at all. No at wood, all? No, no, no. Oh, wow. It's, it's fabric, it's all fabrics, which which all handmade papers are for the most part. It's just the mass-produced paper is coming from wood pulp. Mm-hmm. Um, but th- that is the number one thing. It needs to be uh, uh, able to handle the multiple folds, right? Uh, a dollar bill, on average, lasts about 22 months before it needs to be destroyed, before it's got torn up and beaten up. It has to be able to handle 8,000 folds. The average piece of paper, when they test it, they max it out at about two to 4,000 folds, mm-hmm. and it's destroyed. So this has to do double that, if not triple that, depending on the, uh, or quadruple that, I guess, depending on the, uh, on, on the paper you're comparing it against. But so this paper can be used to print anybody's money on. Yeah. Right? Once you get rid of everything, right, and you're just starting from scratch and you have this paper there, you can sell it to Sweden. Mm-hmm. You can sell the paper to Russia. You can sell it to whoever, and you can break in like that. And recycling costs so much less than the actual process and you know the initial purchasing. If you're just getting all this money sent to you and you are blitzing it and pulping it up, and you have, n- you're, it's not costing you a dime. Yeah, you're saving the environment, and you can undercut the average. Like it costs like to make a dollar bill. It costs five point five cents to make a dollar bill. Okay. So if you can undercut that by a couple of cents, that's a huge savings. If you consider the amount of money that the that that the United States or any country is printing in a given year, sure, that buildup is huge. So all I'm saying is get into, be the person to come up with the system, with the idea, pay for the security, do whatever it takes, but become the money recycling guy. Yeah. And you can do it. They these guys have all gotten through. You know, cranes. People looked at them. The government at various times looked at them about uh, uh, you know uh, monopoly busting because they were the only ones doing it. But you know, given the circumstances of what it is, it's got to be. You know what I mean? It's got to be. Um, so you could be that guy, and you could be so rich. Yeah. I mean, ridiculously rich. Very billion billionaires. Yeah. I'm talking about. So I like it. That's that. That's big. Yeah, it's big. Big uh, money. Have you seen uh, the ca- Canadian money now? No, I haven't. Uh, it is plastic. Really? Yeah. I actually have some in my wallet from the last time I was there. It is plastic, and apparently they had, uh, when it first came out, I don't know if they've changed it at all, but people were like leaving it on their you know, dashboard or something, and it was like <laughs> shriveling up in the summer heat. <laughs> That's hysterical. Yeah, and if you see, it's got like a window in it. Uh huh. Oh, I didn't notice that. I thought that was just. It is plastic. Yeah, it's plastic. This is crazy, but it's plastic and can bend. It's like I, I feel like though when I'm looking at it, like I just want to wrap it around a beer bottle or something. <laughs> like it, it feels like a label. You know what I mean? It does. Like, it does. Like, that's and, crazy. and look what happens when you just crumble it. 
It, it just pops bounces right, right back. back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. Yeah. I guess it must last forever. I don't know. You know, that was one of the things when they were talking about, they, you know, Cranes made a huge, they lobbied really hard to, uh, you know, I don't know if you remember in this country, there was a big, a big uh, push for a while there to get rid of the dollar bill and make a dollar coin. Mm -hmm. And it would only be a dollar coin. And uh, and the, the money, the, the thought process was, while, yes, it costs 5.5 cents to make a dollar bill and I think 9.8 cents to make a dollar coin, the dollar coin is going to last for 35 years yeah. and the dollar bill is going to last for two years yeah. tops, right? Um, and so it just really you would be saving much more money. And they lobbied really hard to get that killed. Sure. Um, yeah, <laughs> of course. Well, of they course. Did. That's a ton of money they're yeah. losing, right? And they're they're also not in the minting game. They're only in the paper game. They're yeah. not making coins. Um, but that could be the next thing. Plastic money. I can't imagine how it would really kill that industry yeah. in the worst way. I know. Well, unless they start making that. Right. That's true. You know, I forget the Rockefellers. Forget uh -huh. the Carnegies. Forget everyone. How would it like to be like, oh, I'm the Cranes. I've never heard of you. That's right. We've always made all the money in America. <laughs> that's, that's what they do. <laughs> that's what it is, man. It's crazy. That's right. They were a family-owned business up until, I think, 20 years ago. Okay. Like, for seven generations, it was a family. And then they ran into, I think, a lot of the generation was like, we don't want to fucking have anything to yeah, do with so this. Sold it to China. So, well, like half, it's like 49% owned by a by an investment banker. They're still a privately owned uh privately held company uh -huh. they're not public in any way shape or form wow that would be such a weird uh i would imagine weird uh, uh conflict if they went public yeah right like they work for the government they provide for the government basically all of their money comes from the government uh-huh and uh but they're also beholden to their shareholders well and that's all the military <laughs> industries you know <laughs> that's true. Halliburton. yeah that's true uh yeah i like it dude all right there you go uh so, you know what else I like, Josh? What do you like, Noel? I like our newest segment. <laughs> we're still is, calling it the I'm, newest I'm segment. Always calling it that. We're, we're like how many, until we get a newer segment? Until we get a newer segment. Okay. Yeah. Well, we got to come up with a newer segment. <laughs> 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 but okay, our newest segment, what's it called, Noel? It's called Josh and Noel Sell Out, uh -huh. where we discuss our dream. And Josh and I have a similar dream, which is what drew us together to do this show. And that's selling out, yeah. selling our souls to corporate America, to big money, mm -hmm. you know, turning on our friends, doing all that because we have God. money being pumped at us. Getting a little And that money comes with the price, it. and that price is our souls. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, I'm sure after this show airs, McDonald's, Cranes, Burger King, they're going to be hitting us up and, you know, just buying chunks of our body wholesale. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, in the meantime, you can still get in there, yep. and you can go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com, go to the Get Rich Quick with Josh and Noel's show page, mm -hmm. and hit the sponsor button. And in doing that, you will own a piece of us. You will. Yeah. Yeah. In a very real sense yep. of the word. Uh-huh. Uh, you can hit the sponsor button and pledge an amount that will go for the rest of the season. The season ends mid-November, uh, so until then, every month you'll get charged a certain amount, uh, whatever you pledge. And half that money will come to Josh and I. Yeah. And just for the purchase of our souls, you'll That's you'll right. own a piece of us. You'll mm -hmm. have a say over 
how we can act and look and think. That's right. Uh, the other half goes to Radio Free Brooklyn. Uh, they're hippies. You probably won't be able to get them to do anything. Nope. But uh, you can do that if you hate us. You can always just go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com and hit the Patreon link. Pledge money to Radio Free Brooklyn to help keep the tie-dyes wrinkly. And uh, none of that money will come to Josh and I. Uh, and you can tell them, but, but really, if you're a corporation, you know, hit us up. If yep. if uh, you are someone who is at this moment getting rich from our schemes or mm-hmm. recently has gotten rich, you can uh, just get in touch with us. We'll tell you where to send a check. Yeah. Or a bag of money. Yeah. I'm okay with a bag of money. That's right. I'm way okay with a bag yeah. of money. I mean, you know, it's it's harder and harder to deal only in cash, but we, you know, we can set up businesses, launder that shit. I'm okay with it. Yeah. And, and you know what? If you want in on the fun that we have on the show, uh-huh. you can give us a huge amount of money in all small bills so it's cartoonishly <laughs> large. <laughs> That'd be funny. We'll uh-huh. put it on YouTube. You, us That's right. Getting Just- the- Rolling around in it, throwing it in the air. (laughs) If you want, you can send us a truckload of quarters, and we will attempt to swim in it like Scrooge McDuck. Yeah. And by a truckload, I mean like a dump truckload. Oh, yeah. I'm not talking like a- Yeah, yeah. It's got to be like- not like one of those big caterpillar mofos. Yeah. Or let's even go, we'll say a, uh, you know, they've made those, people are making pools out of those- uh, Dumpsters. Dumpsters, yeah. yeah, we can we can do that. I was thinking more the uh, the shipping containers, the oh, big metal sure. shipping yeah. container. So that way we can both swim around in the coins simultaneously. Yeah, we probably need our own though. One each, yeah, yeah, filled with at least quarters. But I guess if it's that big, nickels and dimes wouldn't be that bad. Who cares? Yeah, that's true. You know what? From counting change before, <laughs> I can tell you this: the highest amount of money per <laughs> square inch. If you're going to like put your change in a jar or something, mm-hmm. dimes. Dimes yeah, be quarters. Sure. I would imagine because mm-hmm. it's it's this it's so small. Yeah, it's a fact. It's smaller than a penny, so it takes up the least amount of space, and yet it's ten whole pennies. Wow, crazy! I know it doesn't make sense. No, yeah, but they did it anyway. Uh, so also around this time every week, every week we have a topic. This week it's paper, and in that topic we give you ways to. Turn your life around, get on top of the world, own the universe, show them all who's boss, become the richest guy on the block, if not on the mountain. Yeah. And uh, we also, though, hide in the middle of the show. (laughs) Just another topic, another turtling of a tidbit of a nugget (laughs) of financial wealth knowledge for Uh you. Uh, So... I'm not going to talk anymore. <laughs> really? Yeah. Mr. Josh, please take it away. The Get Rich Quick Tip of the Week, brought to you by Radio Free Brooklyn. I want to talk to you about a formula. If you hadn't counted yourself out, a formula where you could become a millionaire. So so look, here's, here's the data you have to have. If you're a guy or a gal... And you're like, dude, million dollars is my number. It is possible. And you're not going to see this anywhere. Nobody's telling you it's possible. What they're telling you is you can't get the American dream. The American dream is not the problem, okay? First of all, it's not an American dream. It's a dream for Iran, Lebanon, Mexico, Brazil, South Africa, Spain, <laughs> France, it, it, Australia. Dude, it, it, look, everybody, everybody wants a dream. And that dream that we're talking about today is financial freedom, okay? 
You could be a millionaire in 10 years if all you did was save $5,417 a month. There you go. That's all you have to do yep. is spend 5400 You're right. I'm sorry. Save $5,417 a month. That's, That's right. it. That, it's so fucking simple. <laughs> yeah, just put that under your mattress. I mean, if you think about what the average person, so so you put that $5,417 a month away, uh-huh. the average person spending on rent in New York City will say probably on the low side $2,500 a month. Okay. So that's $7,917 mm-hmm. a month that you have to, have to make. Then uh, that doesn't include your electrical bill, your uh, any debts that you may have, mm-hmm. uh, any uh, food that you may want to eat, anything that you may want to drink other than tap water. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> you know, so let's say we'll throw on health insurance. Okay. So uh, let's throw on another, let's just to play it safe, another three grand for okay. all that stuff. All right. So all you have to do to make a million dollars in 10 years okay. is earn... Bare minimum, yeah, about eleven grand <laughs> a month. That's it. Easy peasy. I mean, come on. Yeah. Why uh, isn't everyone a millionaire I don't out know. there? But, but you know what? I I'm going to tell you right now. We're going to kickstart that ten years. We're going to put that down. I think if you apply some of our base principles, uh huh. We can, what, we, what what are our base principles? We've never really given put out a manifesto other than we want to get you rich quick. Yeah, there are no we we've never. I'm just saying because you know I watch a uh, lot of these guys. Yeah. in in my research, and they all have a manifesto. The book that they that the whole purpose of all of their marketing, right? All of their stuff is to push that book. Yeah. that they've written or two books that they've written, right? And they have a manifesto whether it be this guy, I'm not going to name any names, but it's the 10 times principle or, you know, another guy, the read 5 books a day guy, right? We we've never really we're broad. No, I we, I, I I disagree. We have Three tenants are three-legged table, uh-huh. which is the most stable type of table that everyone knows. And those three, three legs of wealth uh-huh. are: we come up with ideas, yeah. You action them, uh huh, and you give us ten percent. Okay, yeah, I'll, okay, that's our manifesto. All Ram, right, I'll go with bam, that. Thank I feel you, like, millionaire man. I feel like we're a three-legged <laughs> table, but it's a four-legged table that's missing a leg. <laughs> <laughs> That's a three-legged table we are. We're not a triangle. We're a square with three legs. Uh-huh. That's all. It's just a thought. <laughs> all right. I don't know. I think we have a solid plan. We do have a solid plan. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I got something else solid for you, Josh. Uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and that is, um, I don't know, in your research, if you came across this at all or outside, if you've heard of this. Uh, have you ever heard of the drinkable book? The drink never heard of the drinkable book. All right, so you're going to be happy to hear about it. Uh, the drinkable book is an actual paper book that is being made. Uh, it someone came up with it just like a year ago, and uh, printed in the book are uh, a manual about how to have clean water. Uh, different thing. Why clean water is important mm-hmm. in uh, you know keeping disease down. 
infant mortality. Mm -hmm. Uh, It also has other tips in there about how to improve your sanitary conditions Mm -hmm. and improve your health in general. And uh, they're taking these books and they've started now translating them into all sorts of languages Mm -hmm. and sending them all around the third world. And the other thing about this book that makes it fantastic that is really gotten uh, humanitarian organizations really, really excited is that the pages contain uh, silver and copper nanoparticles. Mm-hmm. And you can actually take water, horrible water, swamp water. Uh, one time they, they said they tested it in a village and it had... Water that was basically septic water, mm-hmm. septic tank water. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you filter it through, uh, through the paper, through the pages of the book, and it removes more than 99% of bacteria and gives you, out of mud water, diseased mud water will give you water of quality similar to U.S. drinking water. We're not counting Flint, Michigan here. <laughs> There is no lead nanoparticles, uh, so it, it gives you great water. One book's worth of water, mm-hmm. and one book's worth of this drinkable book will give you, you can filter enough water for you for four years. One book will filter for an individual. For an individual. For an individual will filter enough water for four years. For four years. But the problem is yeah. that... I assume you have to tear pages of the book out to do this, uh-huh. and the ink's going to run. So you're going to lose instructions. You will lose instructions, but after four years, you've got that book memorized. Hopefully, yeah. well, except for the parts that are missing. Yeah. Anyway, they're, they're, they're <laughs> people. The humanitarian organizations are extremely uh-huh. excited about this, okay. and they are right now raising money like banana bird to get these out across the third world as as widely and as quickly as they can and i think that's fantastic mm-hmm. <clears throat> um but what about us yeah i was right? wondering okay so you know we could get come up with some commercial applications for this all right uh and we could make or you the listening public could make the drinkable book but uh we could market it towards you know americans canadians australians britons British, you know, non-third world country mm-hmm. peoples, and we could use it for camping, right? You could go uh-huh. out camping. You could find a little creek. You can drink some creek water. Sure, it'll be great. Yeah, uh, and even if you want to to still be humanitarian about it, you could build into the price that for every one you buy, we're going to send one to Africa, and uh, you could still put a lot of money in yeah, your pocket, sure. right? It's paper. Yeah. You're, you're going to sell this for a lot of money. Uh, and so that's great. Sounds cool. What's the real kick, though? It sounds like is isn't a novelty item. I don't really need it. Right. You know, I can go and get a bottle of Poland Spring. That's true. Uh, so in order to make people here buy it, uh, you know, take out the messages of, how important clean water is mm-hmm. and how to remain sanitary. Uh, and let's uh, fill that book full of racy content. Mm, you know, porn. B- porn, 
you know, uh, whatever. You could what be a horror story. Content? Horror stories to, Does that to tell. racy? Well, a, a more mature content. Okay. It, gotcha. it could be porn or it could be ghost right. stories to tell around the campfire. Whatever you want. Uh, whatever you want. It could be Mark Twain. You can print anything on it. It's a book. That's right. And the other thing you could do is, along with, you know, having silver and copper nanoparticles infused in this paper in order to filter the water, you could also infuse the paper full of Kool-Aid and <laughs> palcohol. Do you know what palcohol is? It's a powdered alcohol. Powdered alcohol, which is already illegal in half the states in the Union uh, before it's even hit the market. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you could put that in there, and you pour the water through, out comes a margarita. Yep. You I, know? I think that's a great uh, idea. Put some olive essence in the paper, uh-huh. and out comes <clears throat> a, a dirty martini. Why not? You could put... Uh, 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 I don't know, uh, tomatoes and cucumbers and peppers and have gazpacho. You can- <laughs> With alcohol, I guess. That, well, we'll take out the palcohol. You can just okay. make it into All right. soup. All right. Right? Why not? What soup is just water with flavorings? Yeah. Hot or cold. Okay. Yeah. Or I mean, could, whatever. Or you could have Kool-Aid and palcohol. <clears throat> or, you know, that combination, by the way, could be a Bloody Mary as well. Yeah. Yeah, I'm you just sure saying. could. Yeah. You, and you could, you know, I, I don't know when the last time you've gone camping, but they are they don't want you to bring alcohol into no, campsites. But how would they know if you've got if it's a map, right? <laughs> if it's there's the idea, maps. But how bad would that be if like you think you're fine and you're tearing bits of your map off and then you get lost? You'd have to tear it. You just pour the water through it. Well, but it's going to run swamp water. But it's going to run. We it's, have I, developed technology, <clears throat> printing technology that will not run when uh, wet. Plastic money. Exactly. Yeah. See, the future is now, the Josh. The future is Embrace now. Embrace it. But then it's not paper. <laughs> and we're getting rich off of paper. We oh, are. I just killed you. No. I win. No. I win no, that no, argument. No, no, no. We, we, <laughs> you don't win anything. We have the drinkable book that's really a drink that yeah. we take camping. I think it's a great idea. I think it's a great idea. Don't get me wrong. I just, the map one could be problematic. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, you're going to have someone who fucking destroys their map because they're getting okay, shit faced. It's the drinkable keep it the book shit faced on their map. Uh-huh. And their, their map gets ruined somehow and they're lost and drunk in the woods. Uh-huh. And then someone's getting sued and it's probably the map maker. You, you could turn this into <clears> comic <throat> books for the kids. That would make be great. It, it, Four Loco comes yeah. out. <laughs> Kool-Aid. You had Kool-Aid. I'm okay with Kool-Aid. Why yeah. don't you just keep it Kool-Aid? All right. Why don't you put effervescent tablets in it as well? Break up break up some or what is it? What's the 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 schwitz in it that makes it schwitzy? That makes it spritz. Carbon? Um, carbon, right. You uh-huh. can put carbon dioxide in it and you can make colas and sodas as the water passes through. <clears throat> sure, why not? I you can do anything with it. It's brilliant. <laughs> All right. I I'm I'm agreeing with you. <laughs> <laughs> why Why is that one the one that makes you just like look at me like I'm an asshole? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. You're disagreeing in the most destructive way possible. What was destructive <laughs> about that? I was totally, I, no, I'm totally on board with this. I think it's a brilliant idea. All right. We, uh, I, I appreciate you, you like it. Uh-huh. Uh, but you don't have a clock in front of you this week. I, I do. Yeah. Uh, you should get moving. Okay. So, all right. I'll just do this one really quick then. I don't know how much time I have, but... Uh, <clears throat> oh, wow, I don't have much time at all. All right, so this, again, is a recycling issue, right? So we know millions of tons of paper is recycled every year, yeah. right? Um, <clears throat> much of it, though, uh, gets doesn't get used for paper goods. Much of it doesn't get recycled, right? I was reading, in my research, I saw that in uh, Rockport, Massachusetts, 
In 1924, a fella, a civil engineer, just for the hell of it, decided to build a country home entirely out of paper. In 1924, he took uh, newspapers, pressed them together with glue Mm -hmm. and under heavy compression somehow, and the framing and the floors and the ceilings were all wood, but the walls were entirely made of newspaper Mm -hmm. and then shellacked, okay? This house still stands. Wow. Uh, Nothing has been done to it in perfect order, and they do tours of it. In 1924, this was done. So what's that? 92 years ago, this house was built, and it's still standing. So then I was reading, okay, so they now make do these, as I was talking about with the money, they compress it into bricks, right? Why can't they compress it into bricks? with uh, various glues and unguents to hold it together and then shellac the crap out of it and make an actual building material out of it, Uh right? And then it's even lighter than the poo bricks that we were talking about. It's just paper. It's going to have incredible compression strength, Mm -hmm. right? And you can build it and then just, you know, you can skim coat over it to uh, uh, make it not look like bricks of paper, Mm -hmm. right? And again, cheap, 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 cheap. Then I saw that they're also making roof shingles out of recycled paper. Really? Yes, they are uh, making roof shingles out that. of recycled paper where they're basically sheeting it out and they, they are treating it not unlike I'm thinking you should treat the bricks. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can actually use them as roof shingles and they keep the rain out. They are uh, uh, 100% waterproof. Um, and uh, for whatever reason, they are less flammable, even though they're paper. I don't understand why. Uh, but they are less flammable than regular roof shingles. Um, so your house could be way nothing. So if you decided to move, I mean, just imagine a, a house made out of compressed paper bricks, how easy that would be to throw on the back of a truck and mm-hmm. just take with you somewhere. You could mail it. Oh, even better. <laughs> God, you, I, you shocked me with that one. That's brilliant. Just put a big postage stamp on <laughs> yeah. it and send it on its way. We could get Sven to come in with the Chinook helicopters yeah. and just lift it, it up. up and bring it right over there. Yeah. Um, I also want to say, so that's it. That was really quick. That's good. I like it. Um, the other thing, you know, we did the poop episode last week. Yes, we did. Um, and one thing I, I, I don't think I mentioned, but there was something I had read about. They were making, uh, in Thailand, they were making all this paper out of elephant poop. Yeah. Right? And <clears throat> the, I just want to throw it out to them because there are a couple companies selling it now with the worst names. Like one is called Poo Poo Paper. Uh-huh. The other one is called Elephant Dung Paper. Okay. Like not good name. Yeah. Pooper. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You just market it as Pooper. Yeah. All right. Enough said. Enough said. Um, uh, you know what I never get enough of is you reaching out to me. And I'm not talking to Josh. I'm talking to you out there right in your ear. Uh, so if you want to get in touch with us, you can reach us on Twitter at GRQ Josh Noel. Uh, you can email us at GRQ with Josh and Noel at gmail.com. Or you can Facebook us at Facebook slash GRQ Josh Noel. You can go on iTunes. You can rate. You can review. Anywhere you can listen to a podcast, you can rate and review. You can sell, send Radio Free Brooklyn a message saying how much you love us. Uh, and and that, And then that's it. Uh, so now at this point in the show, we've made a lot of money. Oh, it's, we're, so much it, money. It, it, it's, it's, we're getting paper cuts from it. Uh, we're just going to sit there and, and, you know, die from all this paper unless we do something with it. So Mr. Josh brought to you by Radio Free Brooklyn. Please take it away. 
A hot dog is one of the most accessible and easy to come by foods in the world. A lot of street vendors sell them for as low as a dollar. So if you go to Dougie Dog in Vancouver, you might be unhappy at spending a hundred dollars on one. But the dog is made from Louis XIII's cognac, lobster, picante sauce, and Kobe beef and truffle oil. If you want one, you'll need to give three days notice. You have to give three days notice to uh, get something like that in Canada. And you have to pay with plastic money. Yeah, I would so like it. You would. You should go there. It's Vancouver. It's Canada. It's all the same, right? I mean... Yeah, you know, Toronto's got really good hot dogs. Anyway. anyway uh, all right, on that note. On that note, guys, uh, our, our ideas are gold. We encourage you to quit your job, take out some loans, and enact them now so you can give us our 10% as soon as possible. How do you know they're great, though? And I'll tell you, because Josh scours the internet for the best rules of getting rich quick on the internet to which we judge our schemes by. So, Josh, where do our rules come from this week? Uh, today's rules are called 10 Rules for Building a Business. This is from the Walmart corporate website. Uh-oh. These are Sam Walton's rules for success. Okay. And there's a couple I'm going to throw in here that I need to get in because it's amazing because they are the antithesis of everything Walmart right, does yeah, now. yeah, we're doing okay. So, uh, first off, though, I'm going to say, number one, swim upstream which you will be able to do once you filter all that nasty water. That's right. You know? Filter so, it out, get in there, swim. That's right. Uh, number two, share your profits with all your associates and treat them as partners. Um, <laughs> Clearly something Walmart has lived by, <laughs> right? <laughs> yep. Um, but, yeah, that's what we're talking about. You know, you're, you're making money, right? We're talking about getting... Money in to make money. That's right. And, you know... We're talking about lowering the carbon footprint. That's right. Uh, we're talking about humanitarian, drinkable books. We're talking about building houses. Yeah. So you're making them feel like they're part of it. Yeah. They're partners yeah. in what you're trying to do. Yeah, they're the part that gives you money. That's right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, celebrate your success. You know how you're going to do that? How? By diving into pools of cash, That's my right. friend. That's right. Throwing money up in the air and watching it fall down uh, on top of like you. Like snowflakes. That's right. We're, we're all about celebrating success. Uh, do we have time for any more, Noel? Yes, we do. All right. Uh, motivate your partners. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing motivates me like uh, like a big Lucana <laughs> Lecofolia tree. <laughs> <laughs> uh and uh i don't know one more anything else one more exceed your customers expectations yeah well we do that every time we open our mouths <laughs> well yeah there we go so that was like six for six i mean usually we do three uh and uh clearly we're uh getting extraordinarily wealthy extraordinarily um i always like to point out that uh you know and i've forgotten several times but we have a little time uh so uh you know Herschel underscore the underscore Doxador on Instagram. <laughs> and uh, once again, for Josh. And Noel, don't spend all that knowledge in one place.